Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to A to Z Sports Powered, as always, by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Sam Phelan, our Titans reporter for A to Z Sports.com. Make sure you follow us all over social media because we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live every weekday morning at 8 Central Town on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Link to the show segment by segment on Twitter X. Also hit us up on all of the other social media platforms for more Titans conversations and content like Instagram, TikTok, threads. Uh, but we got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out all of you guys. Like Wilson County Hyundai, WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go uh, in uh, in Lebanon. And to make them a part of your new car buying process at WilsonCountyHyundai.com, the Bone and Joint Institute, BoneAndJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That means better coverage rates and service at FBHP.com slash ATOZ. The Aura app, keeping us all safe online. And you can get a two-week free trial with Aura by going to our link, Aura.com slash ATOZ. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations across Middle Tennessee in Columbia, Franklin, and in Murfreesboro online at KrebsKubota.com. So, Sam, uh, before we get going here, a couple housekeeping notes here to get going and started off this morning. Uh, Marvin has a question that has been a fairly popular question. Where has Zach been? Uh, Zach has been in Dallas last week. He's also been working with a couple new hires we have for the Dallas market. So he's been off uh, taking a break from the show so he can attend to those things uh, for most of the mornings over the last several weeks. But Zach will be back on Friday because uh, I am heading out of town uh, later on this week uh, for a quick trip for a wedding out of town. And so Zach will be back in here on Friday as well. So you'll see Zach here shortly. And then other housekeeping note is that we were getting set uh, to have a joint practice couple of days here with the New England Patriots. But Sam, that is not happening as uh, the Patriots had a significant injury scare on Saturday night with cornerback Isaiah Bolden, who was carted off and hospitalized, since has been released from the hospital up in Green Bay and did travel back to New England with the Patriots. Uh, but you know, the, the Patriots making the decision, hey, let's just focus on ourselves and, and get back to get ready for the regular season. So no joint practices this week between Titans and Patriots. A little bit of a bummer, but, you know, understood because the Titans have a, several injuries that they have to deal with themselves, including like half of the wide receiver room at this point uh, that might be unable to go in practices. So it, it does make sense overall. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it's a big bummer. Uh, you know, yeah. you don't get too many opportunities for your starters to get work against another team. The Titans have not shown a ton of interest in playing any of their starters really in the preseason. I mean, Tier Tart played in Minnesota. We expect to maybe see Harold Landry was a guy that Mike Vrabel mentioned might need to play uh, in the preseason finale with New England. 
But, you know, you don't get too many opportunities to get Ryan Tannehill and DeAndre Hopkins and see these guys in like live action and joint practices is really as close to that as you're going to get. So for those to be canceled, while you understand from the Patriot side of things, you got to take care of your own business. So at some point, it is a bummer for the Titans and for Titans fans uh, who I think were excited about potentially watching, you know, the Titans take on New England and having Bill Belichick come to town and getting a couple joint practices of more exciting, fun action. I mean, a lot of fun things happen during joint practices and uh, you didn't really even get two full days in Minnesota because they kind of shut down day two after the Traylon Burks injury in day one. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, a lot of it too, because Traylon Burks hurt. Will Levis was not unable to play on Saturday. So how many quarterbacks are you gonna be going through here in joint practices? Then you've got Kyle Phillips, uh, Kiaris Jackson get hurt in the game. We already knew Colton Dowell did not play. Was he banged up? So that's you know four receivers that are hurt and probably would not participate in joint practices either. So I think from an overall standpoint, uh, it does make sense of like, hey, don't worry about joint practices. Now it's time to look ahead to the regular season, which is just about. Uh, three weeks from yesterday. So get ready for that. So we'll, we'll try to figure out what's going on. We will love us and we'll see how much he can do on the practice field um, on Tuesday morning. Once we get out there after Tuesday morning show, uh, but Sam, it was the Malik Willis show on Saturday night. Malik Willis played all, but what two snaps at quarterback. Cause Mason Kinsey came in and took a couple zone read direct snaps, which was fun. And if you read yeah. Sam's article on Saturday morning about Levis being out, then you saw a little, Wink, wink, nods, nods, hint, Mason Kinsey. I don't know, maybe, we'll see. And it happened. So, uh, But outside of that, uh, Malik Willis did take um, all of those snaps minus the two Kinsey situation. And so here are just a quick look at his stats. Uh, Malik Willis versus the Vikings. You know, 10 to 17 passing, 85 passing yards, one touchdown pass to Chestnut, one interception, and 91 rushing yards uh, for Malik Willis in that performance. And so, Sam, we're going to hear from Mike Vrabel here in a second. Uh, about Malik and his performance. But first, what was your impression of Malik getting the full run as the only quarterback to really play on Saturday night? Well, I guess my initial reaction is just the opportunity that it was for Malik. I, I mean, we've talked at length this offseason and throughout the preseason about Malik versus Will. And uh, Will has the benefit of being the more recent draft pick and the higher draft pick and Rand Carthon's guy. And Malik has been fighting an uphill battle of needing to prove himself, needing to prove that he's worth a roster spot, needing to prove that he can be the backup behind Ryan Tannehill and needing to prove that he can be the future at quarterback for the Titans or for somebody else. And so for all of the growth and development that we've heard, my initial reaction to the opportunity was how massive this was for Malik to show everybody that his growth in this offseason was legitimate and translates to four quarters on the field. My reaction to the game was uh, a little bit up and down, like I think his performance was. Uh, I mean, some very inconsistent moments, some moments that you know, okay, bad throw there, okay, bad read there. But I do think he was probably better than his stat line would make you believe. Like you look at it, you see double digit passing yards and, and not 100 passing yards. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's a very negative initial reaction to it. 
But I think, uh, you know, watching the game, I didn't feel like Malik had too many major mistakes um, and ultimately did enough to get the win. And so, I mean, we'll talk throughout the rest of the show about the running game. But I do think part of the reason the running game was so successful is your quarterback had 91 rushing yards, which sets up the rest of the running game pretty well, especially when he's uh, pulling some of those footballs back and, and running some options and play actions and taking them himself. So how did that open things up and made him have to do less with his arm? Uh, I certainly think that should be talked about as well. Yeah, I agree. And overall, look, Titans won, right? They were, they had a, a first half that left a lot to be desired uh, with, you know, getting down to the four yard line, settling for a short field goal. Uh, and then, you know, having a, a really positive, I guess that was the second half, wasn't it? But the first of Tajay Spears having the, the touchdown run in the first half uh, there, but having uh, and putting together a lot more production in that second half. Let's hear from Mike Vrabel when asked about Malik's performance overall. And Vrabel covers a lot of ground here. What did you see from Malik maybe that you didn't see on the field in your assessment last night? I mean, I saw him, you know, play fast when he, when he you know, felt like the pocket wasn't there. Um, you know, we still need to stop switching the football, which we, we've told him, and we'll, you know, continue to rep. You know, I think maybe for quarterbacks that don't scramble as much in practice or aren't going to get hit in practice, I'm just trying to think about how how we rep that a guy taking off and having the ball in his right hand and then running and you know trying to keep him from from switching it and Malik knows that like that's this is not a secret but played played fast you know when he took off was decisive um, you know continue improving with the uh, the timing of things and and making sure that he's going through his progression so that his timing is there you know I'm sure he'd like to have the one back from from Nick Westbrook. You know, probably just pulled the string on a little bit, but also, you know, had some balls that, again, you know, Chig knows he needs to come down with. Um, and then just the coordination of the interception of, you know, making a great decision. You know, if if we need that ball thrown in the alley, then, you know, if, if the receiver's, for whatever reason, not in the alley, you know, not forcing it in there and knowing it's covered too and just finding a, a place to, to get rid of the football so that we're not putting it in harm's way. All right, so there's Mike Vrabel there talking for 90 seconds about a lot of different things from Malik Willis. So let's show his his stats one more time. Malik versus the Vikings, 10 to 17, 85 passing yards, one touchdown, one interception, 91 rushing yards. Did fumble a couple times, uh, but uh, was able to you know, pick those back up and, and make try to make something happen, whether he did or not. But uh, there's Malik's numbers there. So Sam, let's ask this question. Compared to the game against Chicago, right? We're trying to take this entire picture uh, into equation here. Are you up, down, or the same on Malik Willis after the Titans beat the Vikings? Are you up, down, or the same after on Malik Willis after the Titans beat the Vikings? So I'm curious to get everybody's thoughts here because the Titans won. The passing game was ugly. The running game was solid. And there were turnovers, right? So up, down, or the same on Malik after the Titans beat the Vikings. But first, Krebs Kubota is where you should turn for all of your equipment needs. If you live in Middle Tennessee and you're looking for a new trimmer, a new mower, bigger small mower, or something even bigger than that, a power unit that can really, uh, you know, make some moves and and use some uh, some different implementations to make a lot of projects happen around your property, Krebs Kubota is where to go. They are an elite uh, Kubota dealer. 
uh, with three great locations in Middle Tennessee, Columbia, Murfreesboro, Franklin, online. The website is KrebsKubota.com. It is so important. It is so important to have a relationship with your equipment provider. And that is exactly what Krebs strives to do with their customer service and satisfaction. Plus to go along with having Kubota, the best industry equipment that uh, that's out there. So check them out online at KrebsKubota.com. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Use the bonus code ATOZ sports. When you sign up with BetMGM, get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, the NFL season's almost here. We're like knocking on the door right around the corner with just one preseason game left to go. So get your bets in for the 2023 season, whether that's a week one game, whether that's a future college football, even sooner. What, two weeks for college football, Austin, here? That's the one. This is game week for some people around the country. This is game week. Wow. Vanderbilt okay, so that- plays Hawaii uh, at their stadium, not at Pearl Cone, but Vanderbilt wow. plays Hawaii Saturday. Maybe you want to bet on a little Vandy Hawaii action. I don't know. 17 and a half at BetMGM. Some are saying Vanderbilt's going to win the SEC. I'm not saying that, but some did say that. So maybe you want to get some action there. Regardless, get it on BetMGM. Use the bonus code. It's ATOZ Sports. Even if your bet loses, like betting on Vanderbilt to win the SEC, you're getting up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. Uh, a second chance to win big with the King of Sportsbooks, BetMGM.com. All right, so Sam, uh, Malik Willis, 85 passing yards, 91 rushing yards. He threw a touchdown, ran for a touchdown. He did not run for a touchdown. That was He threw a touchdown, had a pick, had a couple fumbles that he picked up off the turf. Uh, one low snap from Brewer. Yeah, yeah, I guess the low snap from Brewer doesn't, doesn't really count. count. Yeah, uh, fair. Uh, so, uh, Sam, we asked everybody here, are you up, down, or the same on Malik Willis after the Titans beat the Vikings? So I'll send you to the chat. Uh, we've got uh, Steven says he's up. Eric says he's down. Orlando's the same. Deshaun is the same. So are Eddie, Scott, and Grim Jim. Ayer Hoshi's down for inaccuracies. Titan Fox is up. Uh, Jaron is the same. Uh, we've got the same from Will. Allen is up. Guy is the same. Jamar's down. Tyler, Satow are both the same. Jay, we've got uh, Daniel. We've got... Uh, we've are both down the same from music city Malik, the same as last week from pistol Ramsey. We've got a down. We've got a neutral, the same from Andre lone Walker, Jody. Uh, we've got Sean Titans, Kyle Rooney, all the same, same with ricochet Ray. Matt is up on Malik. Uh, a lot of sames here, Austin, Nathaniel, Michael, uh, Jeremy thinks it's better. So I would say that's up from Jeremy. Same with Willie. Uh, Daniel's a little bit down, same old Malik, so the same uh, from Blake and Jordan. So we've got a lot of the same. Interesting part of this equation that I'm just now thinking of is like, you can be the same on Malik, but where were you on Malik to begin right. with is, right. is an interesting uh, point of view because I, you know, I get the sense that some of these guys are are low on Malik Willis and Nothing really changed how they feel. So you've got a couple downs, a couple ups, but for the most part, the chat stayed the same. Uh, Austin, I'm interested in hearing what you think, but I think we're both in agreement that Mike Vrabel did a tremendous job there in 50 seconds or however long that clip is of really describing, like (laughs) summarizing the effort from Malik, a a guy who made some big plays with his legs 
had a couple throws that you were like, yeah, definitely want to have that one back, but that you also have to consider made some throws that could have gone for big gains to Chigakonkwo that he didn't catch that would have helped pad his numbers or potentially sure. put extra points on the board in the first half. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you asked a good question. What, where, I guess it matters where you were on Malik before we asked this question about that game. So after the Bears game, I was significantly up on Malik Willis, right? So after this game, I am down from where I was after Chicago but I'm still net positive over the summer. Right. So it's like, it's a, it's a two steps forward, one step back overall, still one step forward type of feel for me because and here's an interesting comment from Alan says, what's the goal of the game to win? Why does he need 500 passing yards when the win came with 85 in the regular season, Alan? Sure. Absolutely. Which is is a preseason game though. I mean, Mike Vrabel did say that, though. I mean, he he made a comment at one point. I believe it was referring to Malik's big scramble that he had, the, an exploit that Malik created with his legs of saying, you know, whether it's 30 yards through the air on a guy that gets open or 30 yards with his legs because they drop back in coverage and he recognizes it and takes off, 30 yards is 30 yards. So, I mean, 91 rushing yards, I believe that's what Malik had. I mean, is is not easy to do for a quarterback. And when you combine that with the rushing game of Julius Chestnut and Tajay Spears, you look at a pretty successful offensive day for the Titans with Malik at QB. It just didn't necessarily come as a passer. Right. Here's my problem, though. Malik's getting 91 rushing yards and having an X play with his legs. And and look, he, he converted some third downs with his legs too. So he does get credit for that. It's a lot easier to do that against, you know, third quarter, fourth quarter preseason defenses than it is regular season defenses. Like regular season defenses are faster, smarter, better than Malik. We'll see here, right? So, He's not going to have 91 rushing yards against an NFL starting defense, the Vikings, the Bears, the Saints, whoever. Uh, whenever he has to. Bears. <laughs> maybe against the Bears. Bears but, defense bad. <laughs> but they have some more resources into it but, than, yeah. compared to last year. But so, still, though, there is a big drop off because a lot of that production came in the second half when the Vikings were rotating through their defensive depth and playing them. But what was he not able to do? throw the football as efficiently against that same defense. Like he, he missed the NWI throw as bad as it can be. The two drops on Chig are right there on 85, not a Malik Willis. But I, I still, why I'm down is because I know he can run in the preseason. He ran last year in the preseason. I don't give a damn about Malik Willis running in the preseason. That's not productive to me. Win or lose the preseason game, sure. It's good that the Titans and Malik and that offense did get a proof of winning a game, a proof of concept of going out there and doing things to win the game. There is value to that. But what there's not value in to me is Malik Willis running for 91 yards in a preseason game. I want him to throw the football. That's what this is for. It's a glorified practice. It's a dress rehearsal. Throw the football because that's what we don't have confidence in him doing moving forward. And he wasn't able to do that efficiently. I get where you're coming from, uh, from that perspective. Like we know that Malik can run. uh, And that, I mean, this is kind of what Mike Vrabel said last year in the preseason was, I know you can run. I know you're fast. I want to see the offense work in other ways. And you making something happen with your legs doesn't necessarily allow the offense to do that. 
My counter argument to that would be if Malik stands back in the pocket and throws as a passer and is looking to throw, 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 tries to force something, makes a bad decision, throws an interception, we're sitting here dogging Malik for making a bad decision, throwing the ball and turning the ball over. So I think this can be a bit of a double standard with football fans of like, the guy runs and creates a big play with his legs, and that's not good enough because he didn't throw the football. But can he throw the football when he's not dealing with number one wide receivers, guys that aren't always open? And right. like he also has to make sure he's making good decisions. Yeah, so- and so I want to get to two things here because, uh, I look, I agree with you, and I want to be careful. And I'm not dumping on Malik. I am net positive on Malik Willis so far this off season going into year two. So some people are saying, yep, you're right. He's trash. No, he's not. I don't think he's trash. I think he's a developmental quarterback who is in the middle of that development and showing positive growth signs. That's why it says QB two growth on the graphic right there. But where I, what I'm seeing is two plays in particular that Malik Willis has to make. One was a wide open NWI on a play action concept. That is the Titans bread and butter play action deep crosser, wide the hell open wide receiver, not a practice squad receiver, but a receiver in NWI who's going to make the team at this point was wide open. You bounce it to him. And then you have the interception. The interception was just not recognizing the defense, not recognizing that it was zone and not man because the linebacker and cover uh, two, that's exactly what happened. If you go back and look at it, Sam, it's like, not that it's zone and not man. So, I mean, it was a misread, but you had the linebacker. One, it was partially on Racy McMath. The interception was Racy McMath was not where he needed to be when he needed to be there, which was over the middle there. Malik read that that linebacker was designed supposed to go with Reggie Robertson on the clear out route. Reggie Robertson. Exactly. That's deep. what I'm saying. It was a, it was a brilliant, it was a good play by the linebacker because the right. linebacker made a turn that is a man coverage type move. And so when a, when a defender turns his back to a quarterback that usually tips the quarterback into it's man coverage. Cause that's how you play it. But the defender did a great job job and, disguising what the coverage was even after the snap and sat in the hole after writing that initial route stem from Robertson sat in the hole and racy came right behind him. And Malik I, thought he was going to continue. And it would have been open if it was man, but it wasn't. I man. didn't interpret it as that being the initial coverage. I think Troy die made a really nice play. He dropped back and had flipped his head. Malik talked about it after the game. Troy die was looking the back way. Like he was going to go with Reggie and saw it was zone. if you look at the other defenders it was zoned the whole way you had guys sitting in the flats you had guys dispersing adjusted to racy coming across the middle it wasn't i don't think it was the designed coverage that he was regardless malik willis was fooled by the coverage regardless no fair i mean malik malik misread it but i don't i mean i don't think it was a necessarily an improper diagnosis of the coverage it was uh a good reaction by the linebacker and malik needing to process that quicker and get to his check down instead of throwing that ball when he did. I mean, it, like, yeah, it was a bad decision. No, no doubt about it. I just think it's important to, you know, properly diagnose what he did wrong. I'm, I'm going off what I saw and the linebacker did a good job of having a zone spot, but making it look like man. And he fooled the quarterback into throwing it right to him, to the receiver that was trailing behind. So, all right. So I say I am, 
you know, to answer the question once again, to kind of read my answer, are you up down to the same on Malik Willis after the Titans beat the Vikings? I am down on where I was after the Bears, still overall net positive, two steps forward, one step back is how I'm explaining this. But Sam, I want to get your opinion on this question too. But first, Farm Bureau Health Plans, they can help you feel up on your health coverage because Farm Bureau Health Plans, they've been serving Tennesseans for over 75 years and they know how to deal with your situation. And I don't even know what your situation is, but they know how to deal with it. They've been doing it uh, for people like you across uh, the state for, you know, three quarters of a century. It's pretty impressive with what Farm Bureau Health Plans can do, whether it's your entire health coverage that you're looking for, or maybe just filling in some gaps that you have with dental or vision. Uh, they've saved Zach 20% every month on his coverage, uh, but also giving him better coverage because now he's got uh, a worthy dental and vision coverage where he didn't before. And so regardless of your situation, Farm Bureau Health Plans can help you out substantially. So it's really easy to get started. You just do a health assessment, takes like 30 minutes, and you can start that process online with Farm Bureau Health Plans by going to their website, fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports when you sign up with BetMGM.com and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. That's a second chance to win big, regardless of your wager, even if it loses up to $1,000. With BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, sign up with BetMGM.com and the BetMGM app. All right, so Sam, asking you the question now, are you up, down, or the same on Malik Willis after the Titans beat the Vikings? So yes, the Titans did beat the Vikings, uh, but uh, are you up, down, or the same on number seven? Yeah, I'm I'm the same. Uh, you know, I think Malik had a golden opportunity that I mentioned off the top of the show here to cement himself as the backup and quite honestly enter the conversation as a future option for the Titans at quarterback. If Malik came out against Minnesota and lit it up and scored 28 points and threw three touchdowns and continued the momentum that I felt like he had started to, to carry into the week um, and, and taken another leap, this would be a big conversation of like, well, Will Levis is hurt and Malik continues to improve. Where do we go now? So I thought he had that opportunity and he didn't do enough to really change anything for me. I've been pretty vocal about feeling like Will Levis is the future of this organization. I think the Titans view him that way. Um, I think his skill set better fits what they want to do as an offense in the future. And I don't think Malik changed that, but I also haven't completely lost my stock on Malik. I, I think he's grown in a lot of areas. And I think we saw a lot of progress and growth from him just in the Minnesota game alone. I mean, I mentioned not necessarily wanting him to just throw the ball for the sake of throwing the ball. To me, it's about his process. To me, it's about, you know, making sure he gets through his progressions making sure that if he's taking off, it's because nothing is there or there's pressure coming and he has to use his athleticism as a weapon. And I do think he did a very good job of that on Saturday night. And to create 90 plus rushing yards as a result of that shows the way that his athleticism can be just as dangerous and versatile as his arm. I think his rushing ability set up the rest of the rushing game for the Titans and allowed them to have over 250 rushing yards as a team. And I think that 
in itself allowed them to control the clock and control the pace of play and really ice that game away doing a six minute drive at the end of the football game to win it by picking up first downs on the ground and, uh, you know, you know, milking the clock, getting the win out of it. So there are things to Malik's game that are very unique to him. uh, And I still have, uh, I'm still bullish on uh, in some areas. And so I think he was the same for me. I, I didn't expect this to be some dominant passing performance, but I was happy to see some improvement and development in his process and uh, ultimately doing enough to get the win and doing enough to move the ball. Like Malik of last year couldn't even move the football a lot of the time. Uh, and this year he looked a lot more comfortable, still looked a lot more confident, even if he made some passing errors and, and mistakes. And overall, I think has taken a big step forward. So I'm at the same point with Malik as I was before Saturday night. All right, so Max says Malik was also victimized by several drops by his pass catchers. And then Brandon, I don't know who Brandon's uh, responding to, but Brandon says, uh, how was Malik inaccurate when he completed 10 of 14? Just say you hate him, but don't make stuff up. I, I don't know who is who is hating Malik Willis. It's not uh, either Sam or I. Uh, but um, you know, 10 of 14, I'm guessing Brandon is... By the way. Yeah, but I'm guessing what he's doing is taking away the two drops by Chig and maybe another drop which would i would may is would be the Treshawn harrison pass in the end zone is that counted as a drop that was a contested uh, so. can, you would not call that a drop I, I wouldn't call it a drop no it was it was hard the broadcast didn't get a great look on it um like replay wise but like you know it was a contested drop at the very least or at the most uh, but so 10 of 14, if you're talking about drops, like outside of the Chig drops and the Harrison one, uh, you know, he had the one where he threw it away. Uh, one where he, I guess the, the one to Chris Moore didn't count because it was a holding call. Yeah, I mean, to be fair though, I mean, I think like the Chig drops are all like, it, it's really important context to me. I feel like, because yeah, uh, for he, sure. Like both of those plays could have gone for 20 plus yards. I mean, he had some room to run on a few of them and caught it for a first down and would have had more. So like you are talking about the difference between Malik being 12 of 17 with 130 passing yards and 10 of 17 with 89 passing yards or something. Just from the two drops, right? Two drops alone. And then that, not to mention how those extend drives and potentially keep the Titans like rolling into score points. So like, I think the the way you have to assess and grade Malik is not based on the numbers. It's based on the process and the accuracy. And he had some issues, but I think overall his ability to move the ball, like we can't, we cannot overlook the rushing game and the like how the running game benefits from having a mobile quarterback that is, has explosive plays with his legs and is running a read option, pulling the ball back and in play action for most of the night. Like, I think that did a lot to help Tajay Spears and Julius Chestnut have success on the ground. And when you keep defenses guessing, like, I don't know. I, I'd like to refer back to Chicago and Justin Fields, 1100 rushing yards last year which helped the bears also have two running backs, both go for like six yards a carry and have the best rushing offense. It's not pretty on the stat line, but it scores a lot of points. 
And if the Titans can score a decent amount of points and win football games because Malik Willis is a rushing threat, I think that's valuable in its own right. Yeah, uh, Brandon. Uh, Brandon uh, says three of those passes were kneel downs. So yeah, 10 of 14 is correct. Uh, no, that's, that's not how it works. <laughs> that's not how this works. That's not how any no of that works. Carries. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that counts for a carry, not a throw because he had 17 uh, attempts. He had four targets to Kinsey, uh, three to Chig, two were drops, one, two to Racy, one to Holmes, one to Wiley, one to Spears, two to Chestnut, one to Moore, one to NWI, and one to Harrison. Those were the 17 attempts uh, and targets that uh, that Malik Willis had. So the kneel downs are not removed from uh, the pass attempts stat category. Uh, really so not. we can move forward from uh, that. But hey, what happens this week now? Because we're in the last. We're in the last week of training camp. There are no more joint practices. There's a game Friday night against the Patriots. Will Will Levis be healthy enough to play in those or not? Um, you know, we'll kind of find that out. But uh, Malik Willis has a lot of opportunity uh, to really take this uh, and really run with it. I think QB2 is fairly set in stone. I don't know. Is It's written down with pencil. I think I think Malik Willis in QB two is written down in pencil. I, you know, there's a chance for it to be erased, but not necessarily. I, I think that's kind of where I'm at with it right now. Yeah, I think he's QB two. Um, if for no other reason, I think it's experience. Like, I mean, we talked coming in how Malik did have a leg up in terms of being QB two because of his seniority and experience in the Titans' offense and experience under Mike Vrabel from last season. Uh, now that I think there's an additional piece of that because he's been getting a lot of preseason work that Will Levis is missing out on right now. Um, and so I think you go into the regular season with Malik as your backup, but I think there's a pretty short leash on him as the backup. I, I like, God forbid you're in a situation that you need Malik Willis to play quarterback because Ryan Tannehill's out. I think a, you know, a little bit of poor play and they wouldn't hesitate to throw Will out there. Like, I, I think they're still neck and neck, but Malik has the, you know, the leg up from his experience and, you know, what he's kind of got been able to do uh, over the last three weeks. Yeah. Uh, and Scott asked, what is the Levis injury? Still do not know uh, what that is um, overall. I'm not sure if we got soft tissue in the thigh. Maybe. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, there was a lot of uh, break, trying to break down him walking out of the tunnel onto the field uh, in Minnesota of, is there a limp? I can't really tell. Uh, so there's a lot of that going on. But Noah says uh, on Malik, same. Played from midfield most of the game. The Vikings backed way off, took advantage. Defense played well most of the game, and the running game was nutty. Uh, so let's take the running game part of that comment from Noah and transition to the next topic of the day and that is the fact that the dynamic duo of Ty J Spears and Julius Chestnut combined for 155 yards and two touchdowns on just 20 carries big deal small deal or no deal that that was that stat line so big stat line from these two guys big deal small deal or no deal from Ty J Spears and Julius Chestnut 155 two scores on 20 touchdowns, but first the aura app can keep you safe online. And I use aura. Sam's got aura. Uh, several people with A to Z have aura and they help remove spam calls and junk emails 
from your life. And that's happened with me. They've protected my passwords as well. And Aura is super easy to sign up for. It took me like three minutes. And then in five or six days, I had 30 data brokers that had my information, no longer had my information. And then Aura continues to keep your information safe throughout the uh, the time that you use the Aura app. So it's super easy to download, just a couple minutes. And then five or six days, uh, change your pestering uh, of your phone uh, dramatically. And we're going to give you a two-week free trial. So you go to Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. That is Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z for a two-week free trial. So check out our sponsor, Aura, today. Today's show powered by BetMGM, the king of sports books. You can make every game and every play mean more by signing up with BetMGM and BetMGM.com and the bonus code ATOZ Sports. You use that bonus code, you can get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So you get the sports book and you place that first wager. And even if you lose, as long as you put in that bonus code, you're getting your money back and a second chance to win big. It's the best way to do sports betting when the risk is limited and you can get money back. Uh, you know, it doesn't get better than that. So get with the king of sports books and make sure you use the bonus code ATOZ sports on betmgm.com. All right. So big deal, small deal, or no deal. Tajay Spears and Julius Chestnut combined for 155 and two touchdowns on just 20 carries. That is a very good, very strong average uh, yards per carry. To be exact, it is 7.75 yards per carry from the two running backs. So, Sam, what's the chat saying? Big deal, small deal, no deal. Uh, Eric says it's a small deal, but a lot of big deals coming in from Major Keys, Jamar, Eric, Guy, Eddie, and Steven. Uh, No deal from Ed. IR says it's a big deal. No deal from Fade. Big deal from Allen. Big deal from Matt. That O-line was blocking. So, Matt giving some credit to – the men up front here for that stat line, which I do think is a factor. Uh, Eric says small deal. Noah's big deal. Demario, Justin, Adam, and Joe are all big deal. So is John. Small deal from Steel Titan, Willie, and American Toff. Uh, we've got a small deal from Jonathan. Titans Kyle is big deal. Galen is big deal. Jaron is big deal. Brad is small deal. Noah is a big deal by Hassan Haskins. Does this make him expendable? There's been that? a couple of comments, yeah. Uh, big deal from Yuri. Big deal from uh, Giggling Grad Student. That's a fun ah, one. Nice. Yeah. The big deal from Amar. Uh, small deal. The QB had 91 yards, so he's not impressed. Says a guy that has his name as Music City Malik. So that's no. I guess he's not impressed in the running back performance because oh, Malik 90. had 91. Well, I mean that adds to the rushing performance. There's there's a couple commas that are missing there that that would help it read cleaner. But yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Daniel's a small deal. So is Amnesia. Uh, we've got a small deal from Curtis, a big deal from Apollo. Uh, Austin, I think that this right here is a huge deal, a, a very big deal. Uh, okay. Tajay Spears and Julius Chestnut's performance. Uh, I love Julius Chestnut. We know this. Uh, this is a guy that I, I love watching him run for a big guy that hit 21 miles an hour. Uh, rushing and looked like he won the lottery when he was told by Teron Davenport that he hit 21 miles an hour. (laughs) Uh, Teron was watching on the next gen stats and got to break the good news to old Julius that he was uh, running quick there. I mean, he's 228 is what he's listed at. For a guy his size, being able to move the way he does, I think is really, really interesting. I mean, he's he's a bulldozer, but Mm -hmm. he can – we watch him during one-on-ones, and I, I think, oh, 
Julius Chestnut's a little shifty here for a big boy. Uh, also gets it done on special teams. But I think Tajay Spears, obviously Titans fans are excited about him, and they should be. Um, I think this is the best rushing duo the Titans have had since Smash and Dash, maybe. Like with Henry with, with Henry and Spears. Yeah, I think this is Derrick Henry's best sidekick. I think this is his best set RB2. Um, I think it's the RB2 that complements him the most. I think Tajay's ability to be a pass catcher and line up on the outside, it line up in the slot, both of them in the backfield at the same time. The things the Titans are going to be able to do with these two, I think is a huge deal for the Titans offense. Uh, and having a guy like Julius Chestnut as well, that I think is a perfectly capable runner and proving himself to be a capable runner as that third guy that has some getaway speed that Hassan Haskins doesn't have. I think it's a big deal. Uh, I, I think I've never been more confident in the Titans 2023 offense than watching Tajay Spears in the preseason, knowing that he's going to be the change of pace guy from Derrick Henry. I don't know how defenses stop both of them. Yeah. Uh, Julius Chestnut is what you wished Hassan Haskins was. Whoa, 100%. He's a faster Hassan Haskins. I mean, maybe he's not the pass protector Hassan is, but. I don't care. Like, like, Like at this point, like. Hassan Haskins is a dead giveaway of we're passing the football when he's the only running back on the field. Yeah. I, and I don't think chestnut is that at all. Right. Cause chestnut can also catch third and one. Then you might be running the ball with Hassan Haskins. Yeah. But, I'd rather run know. the ball on third and one with Julius chestnut than Hassan Haskins at this point. Oh, me too. I think, yeah, I, I think he's made Hassan Haskins completely expendable. Um, and I was already kind of in that camp. Last time I made my 53-man roster prediction, I said this is going to be Jonathan Ward and Tajay Spears. Tajay Spears, Jonathan Ward, Julius Chestnut, not Hassan Haskins. Jonathan Ward has the injury, so we'll see how that goes. But I've never had more confidence that Julius Chestnut's a better fit for this team than Hassan Haskins. Yeah, so if I'm answering the big deal, small deal question, no deal question, I'm gonna, it's not a no deal. I, I'm going to say small deal because, like I mentioned earlier, the Vikings' backup defense was not very good. I do think it's a very positive thing that the Titans have two running backs outside of Derrick Henry that can create explosive plays in the run game, and both Chestnut and Spears can also create explosive plays in the pass game. A touchdown catch from Julius Chestnut, there was a very like high-level like skill catch like an out route on the pylon with a, with a linebacker on your shoulder and catching a pass away from your body. Very accurate throw by Malik too. That was a big time play for chestnut. And I've seen chestnut start to improve in the past protecting opportunities that he's gotten in the last week plus since Haskins has been unavailable. And so, yeah, I think it's a small deal. I'm not going to go full out big deal because we're still talking about the third running back that should not be getting carries on this team because well, Derek. But Tajay Spears makes this a big deal. Yeah. Like I can understand why Ch- Julius Chestnut's not a huge deal because as much as high as I am on him, he's your RB three, and yeah, he, like he shouldn't have more than thirty carries in the regular season. Twenty five carries. Like I think it's a problem if he's got more than that because somebody's getting hurt. But 
I just I get excited. I get giddy thinking about Derrick Henry and Tajay Spears on the field at the same time. I tweeted the uh, the the meme video of Shaq and and uh, and Kobe dunking and throwing alley oops to each other, and that's how I see these two going. Austin, picture a scene, picture a play. Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. You've got both guys in the backfield, and you run a play where Tajay Spears runs like this little runs into the flat kind of looking for a swing pass and Derrick Henry comes across the middle for a, you know, a, you know, a handoff and it's an RPO on Ryan Tannehill. You either give it to Henry who's going full speed ahead downfield or you swing it over to Spears and get him in the open field and a linebacker's got to commit either way. That's a beautiful recipe for offensive success. I will say something that will be a major tease to every Titans fan watching right now, but I cannot do more than just this tease because I will violate the Titans media rules. If I say more than what I'm about to say, the Tennessee Titans did something in a practice a couple weeks ago with Derrick Henry and Tajay Spears on the field at the same time. After the play, I said, I've never seen that from Derrick Henry before. And it was, I was like, Oh, Oh, I've never seen that from Derrick Henry before. I'm trying to think if I remember. I will tell you after the show what it was, but I was like, Oh, that's fun. I've never seen that from Derrick Henry before. That's all I can say. Yeah. Well, they can do a lot of different things. And I mean, Sean says it. this is what I'm picturing in my head is just a dual shotgun set with these two guys, because uh, if I'm, if I'm an inside linebacker on an opposing defense and you're seeing, Tajay Spears going one way, knowing what he can do with the ball in his hands, and Derrick Henry coming straight at you, and you have you have to decide. That's problems. <laughs> it's just nothing but problems that I that you you're dealing with. So uh, I love it. Oh, that's why Jesse, this is a big deal, though. Jesse, like you're so con. Oh, did uh, no, no, Jesse, uh, come on, that funny. No, uh, I have seen Derrick Henry pass block before, but <laughs> that was not it. <laughs> Come on. Uh, you guys can you guys can continue your guessing, but it's not going to be correct. Uh, but continue your guessing. Uh, and Jamaro says, Henry coaching up the young guys. No, Derek Henry coaches up the young guys all the time. Like there have been moments, there have been moments in this training camp where Julius Chestnut busted a run in training camp, and the first guy to meet him, like in the secondary, 20 yards down the field, was Derek Henry to do a jump, a chest bump. Then Tajay Spears fumbled in a practice last week. And the next thing I saw was Spears and Derrick Henry was walking him through the certain like protection agencies that he should have taken into that situation. So, well, um, Miles in the chat is correct. This is pretty evil on your part. I, I, you, look, you, you, just, you set the tight, you set the fan base on fire. You just like lit it and said, "Oh, uh, I'm walking away now." Like uh, you guys talk amongst yourselves. That's about all I can do, you. though. It's all Yo, I can I, do. You, you're right, but they'll never find out the answer. Would you rather me just not tell you that? Like, you can get excited about it. It's a good thing, and it's going to be – it should make you feel even more excited about the combination of Derrick Henry and Tajay Spears. That's the only reason why I gave you the tease. When, they did something where I go, oh, I've never seen that from Derrick Henry before with both guys on the field. And so there you go. You can chew on that for the next two and a half weeks before they play the Saints. I think that's why this is a big deal. Tajay Spears, by the way, is my favorite type of NFL running back. In uh, I love guys that do this. They're rare. Tajay Spears is a guy that does not get tackled without taking a guy for three or four yards. 
Like he's elusive enough. And, and so this is what he likes to say, uh, like what, and what I kind of assessed from him at Tulane, he doesn't, he's not the type of guy that's going to run you over. And he's also not necessarily the type of guy that's going to juke you and like absolutely break your ankles and make all these different moves, but he knows how to move and shake enough to make your tackle uncomfortable that you either miss the tackle because it's an arm tackle or that you bring him down, but he gets an extra four or five yards in the yeah. process. Like he's just not difficult. He's not easy to bring down in any sense. And he very rarely gets pushed backwards when he's brought down. He likes to fall forward. He likes to carry his momentum and those running backs. I mean, that adds up for like three, four yards of play at times if he's got a full head of steam and is falling forward. So I love his running style. Uh, and watching it with Derrick Henry is going to be nice. Yeah, the touchdown run where he hurdled the safety in the box was sweet. Crazy. But the third and four run that he converted was even better. Was Maybe better. better. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, so uh, a couple injury questions that we have from the chat here that we're going to go over. Uh, but first, Sam, please tell us all about uh, the folks at the Bone and Joint Institute. The Bone and Joint Institute, uh, the Titans might need to go see the Bone and Joint Institute yeah, with yeah, all yeah. the injuries they've had stacking up here. Uh, we talked to them about the Traylon Burks LCL sprain, got some great info there. So go watch that video if you haven't already and want to learn more about the Titans young wide receiver and how much time he might miss with his injury. They're very knowledgeable. They got great doctors and they're who you can trust whenever you get hurt in life with a state-of-the-art rehab facility out in Franklin. The Bona Joint Institute is the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Go see them out in Franklin on their campus, which has all of it under one roof from your clinic to testing to rehab and surgery. You're not driving all over Middle Tennessee to go to different appointments. You can just go to Franklin and get great care from the best in the game. Uh, go and schedule an appointment with them at boneandjointtn.org. Also with BetMGM, take advantage of our first bet offer with our bonus code ATOZ Sports. That means just in time for football season when you sign up using our bonus code ATOZ Sports. Your first bet, you get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if that first bet misses. So you definitely take advantage of that. It's great. Uh, you can win big and really kick off your BetMGM career with, with a bang with uh, up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if that first bet misses. But make sure you use our bonus code ATOZ Sports. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions, seven qualifications, other requirements. First online world money wager. Only rewards issued in knowledgeable bonus bets. Bonus bets inspire seven days. And for problem game of sport, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Uh, a couple injury concerns to get to here, Sam. Uh, because you know we did have um, uh, Brandon ask about Colton Dow and Monty Rice. Uh, were they injured or healthy scratches? And we haven't seen Monty Rice since he played like seven snaps against Chicago. Colton Dow did get banged up in the Chicago game towards the end, but returned. And I saw him at practice on Monday. Sam, did you? I mean, Colton Dow was catching a touchdown pass from Malik Willis on Wednesday in Minnesota, wide open. So I don't know if you can add anything yeah. to the Colton Dowell situation or not. Dowell got hurt on Monday uh, after he caught that pass, went in early. Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. Did not practice Thursday, uh, was questionable for the game, did not play. Monty Rice was not seen in Minnesota, did, uh, did travel with the team. I saw him like working out and like working through some rehab stuff, but he was never in uniform, never padded up, never practiced. 
Mike Vrabel said that he's just simply unavailable right now uh, as he works through kind of a, a mystery injury that was suffered during the Chicago game. So not great for Monty Rice, who got just seven snaps in the preseason opener. Jack Gibbons and Chance Campbell have seemingly played pretty well, uh, you know, with him not out there. So he continues to try and work back. But, yeah, not not great for Monty right now. Yeah, and then uh, with Hassan Haskins, we haven't seen Hassan since the Chicago game either. Same deal um, as Monty, yeah. Got hurt in the Chicago game. Uh, Hassan didn't travel with the team to Minnesota, so he was not even out there rehabbing. He just wasn't out there at all. Yeah, um, that's an interesting situation. Um, yeah, so a couple guys that just are, are banged up right now and we'll be keeping an eye on for tomorrow's practice and seeing who's out there. And then there's Kyle Phillips who had a knee injury happen on the punt return that he just got scooped up on. Not really sure what happened there. And then Kiaris Jackson. Did Kiaris Jackson get hurt on the kick return? Yeah, he got hurt on a kick return. Um, it, and it, to me, it looked like... He did not finish the game, I don't think. No, to me, it looked like Kiaris Jackson had a non-contact on the kick return. I don't know. It didn't look great. <laughs> yeah, I, I did not like the way that went down. Um, but again, in both of those situations with Jackson and with Kyle Phillips, the broadcast cut away quickly because it was a, a, a change of possession after a punt return and then a kickoff return that they either went to commercial or went to another shot to prepare for that series. And neither were um, able to kind of look at, I never saw a replay for either one. And so who really knows? Yeah. I mean, I, I'll be interested in seeing if both those guys are out there this week because, uh, that will make the uh, roster situation very interesting. If either one of them were to miss time, like that's your punt returner and your backup punt returner, I guess. So I, I don't really know what you do in that, in that point. So I, I guess I, I don't get the feeling that either one is really serious, but uh, certainly not good to have them out. Not ideal. Right. And uh, Brad says the commentators were awful, LOL. And so it depends on what you're watching. If you're not watching the Titans broadcast and you're watching the Vikings broadcast, which was on Fox. NFL Game Pass and was on anywhere outside of like Nashville, the Vikings broadcast was so bad, so bad, awful. Because that's what I rewatched last night on Game Pass. These these weird like national Fox broadcasts have kind of just been weird to me i flipped on bears colts for like 20 minutes before the titans pregame started and there were graphics that just had dudes names misspelled and like it, it was like here's the chicago bears starting defense and well, where was that game indianapolis yeah so it was the colts home broadcast yeah it was like here's the bears starting defense it showed the offense and former vol uh valus jones had delis jones jr spelled uh, on the i'm just like what this is a professional broadcast what are we doing yeah and, and orlando <laughs> says tajay spears yeah they yeah. said tajay spears a lot kenny phillips for kyle phillips he was scared to death to say Chigaconquo, and I don't think he ever did. Because <laughs> like, I watched the condensed broadcast last night, which was the Vikings call, who has a legendary radio yeah, broadcaster. What, but after Paul all Allen three is... Chig, uh, all three Chig targets, it would move on to the next play before he had an opportunity to say Chig, and he was just terrified of that. Yeah, had, he, he paused. For his young second-year tight end. 
Yeah, and just I moved on. And I was yeah. like, oh god, like what a joke. And it was just, it was just gross. It was cringy, you know. It was uh, he like the broadcast, like the main play-by-play guy saying "us and we." I was just like, that's just like, I I get it, but I like don't get it at the same time. Just really weird, really weird. Anyway, but that that was uh, Tajay. No, it's Tajay. Tajay Spears, Chigakonkwo. They're really not that hard. Akonkwo is pretty phonetic if you look at it. Tajay um, is not even like correct to the spelling. It's I mean, if he said Tajay, I yeah. would understand a little bit more because that's how it looks but Tajay where is that coming from uh yeah so look it, it is pretty brutal yeah and he kept calling uh, tr- uh Roger McCreary uh, as Trey Avery and it was it was not great <laughs> oh. oh man all right so let's get to this Sam the end of show topic that is a Monday ask me anything and I've got something that I want to present to the people uh for this because I have to I could not wait until Wednesday shade to do this. Uh, but first, thanks to Wilson I County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where you're going to make uh, your uh, part of them part of your car buying process. So check them out. Payne Bone does a great job in, in Lebanon. Uh, you can save money on that ride by going to see Wilson County Hyundai. They have a great inventory. Check them out online at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. So Sam, you think you know where I'm going with this? Well, if your Twitter's any indication... I think that, and this is a way for you to throw shade without actually throwing shade. I, you're upset about the penalty kicks, right? I mean, that's what this is gonna. I am upset with how a soccer championship was decided. You don't like that a goalie does penalty kicks. <laughs> so here, yes, this is this was my tweet. Goalies kicking PKs for a championship is stupid and you won't be able to change my mind on this. So my question to all of you go is kicking PKs for a championship, stupid or not stupid, dumb or not dumb. Cause I think it's dumb. I like, I like, this is not about like, Oh, the NFL is great overtime because people might mentions were doing that soccer snobs or, you know, that just set them off was soccer snobs. And so and then here you go, Maserati Mac. It's not stupid. You just started watching the sport. I think it's dumb for a championship. If it's to end a regular season game, a group stage game where there's no uh, ties, there's no draws, for a championship, for when a trophy is there, to have goalies take PKs is just doesn't feel right for a championship. And the key word, championship. Not just any game. Like, yes, at some point, you've got to end the regular season game or whatever stage you're in. But for a title, it just, I don't like it. Uh, yeah, I think it's stupid. Like, I think it's dumb. Like, I, I don't know. You just, I mean, you wouldn't see a hockey goalie going out skating during like a shootout or something like that, trying to score a goal during a shootout. That would look silly. Um, I think, yeah, you've got plenty of players that are not goalies on a roster and you can go as deep as you need to go and reset if you need to. But yeah, I think the goalies are goalies. They should probably just try and like save the ball. Um, uh, like, I, I don't, yeah, I don't get it. I mean, it's goalies not like in hockey are wearing a lot. More my question would just be like, I don't understand the purpose of it. Why does the goalie go? I, I, like I mean, lot, I don't know. Like, like, 
I guess because you've been through the ten field players, and then you get. I guess if if to make it end, like that one goalie's probably gonna mess it up. Like I could score fifty or sixty percent of my penalty kicks on a professional goalie. Like they're designed for. Could you? Yeah, I mean they're designed for. You Sam, you say you just said you can you can get fifty percent of your PKs on a professional goalie. Ten, I'm making five. 100%. One hundred percent. Oh man, that's not a hot take. Like I mean, an MLS goalie, one hundred percent. You're like ten no. feet away. It's not no. difficult. They're no. designed for me no. to make them. Yeah, but not for you. They're designed anybody. for professional soccer players, or collegiate soccer anybody. players, or semi-professional soccer literally players, anybody. or washed-up high school soccer players to do that. Not for you. No, literally anybody. No. Look, Paul, uh, yes. They're like impossible to stop. You have to guess whether it's me or a professional. Like the professionals are definitely more precise in their placement. Yeah, I'm not going to be kicking any of those ones that I hook into the side net. But all I have to do is be accurate to his side. And, and the guy. All you just- have to do is beat a, a professional soccer goalie who does this for a living. So, yeah, he doesn't stop 50% of them for a living. Jason says, I smell an A to Z challenge soon. I, and I, American Tall says, Austin, call Nashville a scene set I, up I, I would love, <laughs> love, love to do this. We would make a YouTube video, but I would love to do five out of ten. No, there's say. no way. I, I, This has to happen now. Since you said this, this now this has to happen. I could call Lipscomb, and I could get Lipscomb. I mean, it's not a professional goalie, but like – that would be hilarious. I, and I think we have to. I think we have to do this now. Let's do it because I think I could make five. And I think uh, you could ask a goalie and they could say I could make five. I think you could ask. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think. I, all right. We'll, we'll move on from that. But I do think that needs to I'm happen. not going to make eight, but I'm going to make five. Okay. Yeah, what and Chris says, what happens if Sam doesn't make five? What has to happen? I don't know. Sam has to stand there and take shots from the goalie. All right, that's fine. Then I'll play goalie and no gloves. (laughs) I'll play goalie, whatever. I I think I make five. See, like, this is like, this is a ridiculous comment. This is a ridiculous, like, I doubt I make two. You're like 10 feet away, the net's yay big. Like, don't overshoot it over the top. Don't hit it right at him. You're going to make a oh, couple. Man. I just can't wait for this because, like, yeah, it's, you're going to have to start working on your approach, man. You, no, gonna, I don't. I'm just going to kick the ball. And I'll make fun. Like, <laughs> I, I don't need to work on anything. Okay. All right. All right. This is great. Love Give me it. a warm-up. I'll make in five. <laughs> I'm with Kyle. That also means that you put 10 on the goal, like 10 in the net. Accurately. Well, I might miss high once or twice, but like <laughs> I think that's part of it though, is sometimes you like miss high. Oh man, so funny. Ah, uh, geez. Um, anyway, all right. Uh, again, I think it's dumb for a championship to come down to a goalie. And here's the other thing, too. I don't think this is fair to the goalie. The goalie's just been in net for 10 excruciatingly stressful PKs that he's had to try to stop. And now you're making him kick. I I and stop the other goalie. I just I don't think it's a way a championship should be decided. That that's all I that's all I think. I can't stop thinking about this now. I like come on. Come on. I'm I'm I think I'm, there are you just like, disrespected all goalies. No, I did not. Yes, you did. 
Yes, you did. Goalies would tell you, like, I'm an athletic guy. I've got good leg strength. I've got <laughs> absolutely no soccer fundamentals. What no soccer hours? fundamentals. I've got good leg strength. I can make so, like a, I can make like a forty yard field goal. Yeah, with nobody rushing and probably on a team. That's fine, but like you're ten feet away from the guy, and it's he's got to guard ten feet to his right and left. Like if I put a strong kick to one side, he has to guess. I'm probably gonna yeah, make but, five. But out here's of 10. the difference: is it's all about the approach, and your approach is gonna give away so much because that's you don't fine. have any soccer fundamentals. That's fine. <laughs> all right now we have to make it happen now okay. we have to now we have to do that's this. fine that's uh, fine i, I want to make this happen okay <laughs> all right that's it for us make sure that you uh, you like the show before you go if you think sam is completely disrespecting soccer goalies hit the thumbs up button on facebook and youtube we appreciate that because that helps the algorithm glow grow excuse me uh titans back in the practice field against themselves not the patriots tomorrow morning so we'll see you guys live on a tuesday buck rising is like tonight for a to z sports prime time we will catch you guys tomorrow morning appreciate it as always